Shomrabyog. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Collecting Issues, where this week we'll be taking a look at Paper Girls Volume 1, Collecting Issues 1 to 5 of the 2015 series by Brian K. Vaughan and Cliff Chiang, published by Image Comics. Published by, of all people, Benjamin Image Comics. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Collecting Issues, the bi-weekly comic book book club. That's us. We're Benjamin. Can I tell you a little secret about this week's comic? Go on, let me in on I'm it. Not, I'm not going to do... I'm, I'm going to avoid doing any spoilers, right? I'm going to avoid doing any spoilers. Not for what? the comic. I'm not going to avoid doing spoilers for the comic. I'm going to avoid doing spoilers about my opinion on the comic, Ben. Okay. Because... I mean, if you're listening to Collecting Issues, the bi-weekly comic book book club, as you well know, you should have already read it because that's what book clubs are for. That's what they're for. That's what they're for. They're for post-reading discussion and opinion. But Benjamin. Yes. I had borderline avoided this comic. Oh? For years, I'd borderline avoided this comic on the assumption that it wasn't for me, Ben. That's not true at all, Michael. It's not true in the slightest, Ben. It's very much for me. But there's something about it, Ben. There was something about the covers. The covers, Ben, with their pastel colours and their kind of pastel-y silhouette colours. Their gradient tones, Michael. Their gradient tones, Ben. Their kind of mid-2010 pop art look. Instagram logo-esque. Exactly, Ben. And combine that, Ben, with the young girl on the front smoking... I don't oh. like when characters smoke, Ben, because it, it, applies, it implies to me that they're going to be some sort of badass that I'm going to find unpleasant. Michael, Michael, come here to me. Go on. I thought it was because it reminded you of your imminent death. No, 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 nothing. What? Why? It's not a mortality fixation. No, then. no, 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 oh, no, okay. Ben. Because the, the other thing was I knew absolutely nothing about it. So, Michael, I, ar- I arguably, having read it, still know absolutely nothing oh, about it. Oh, very good, Ben. But I knew even less than that about it. <laughs> Benjamin, I assumed the title, yeah. for example, Paper Girls, was some sort of metaphor or some sort of, you know, commentary on feminism. Or It's not, Ben. It's not, no. <laughs> you know how much I hate metaphors, Ben. Yes. I absolutely hate them. You've, so, met- you've never met a four you like. Oh, very, very good joke. Yeah, I hope you've not stolen that. I hope that's a Ben Cole original. I hope that's a me original too. I'm wrecking my brain here. <laughs> what was I even saying? I've lost my thread <laughs> because that was such a good joke. Uh, you were saying you thought it was some kind of feminist metaphor. I thought it was some sort of feminist metaphor, Ben. And I've nothing against a feminist, but I do fucking hate a metaphor. You do? So I had no interest in it. And I tell you what, what a pleasant surprise it turned out to be that it's actually about paper girls as in... They're the it's girls who delivered the papers. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, <laughs> that original revelation, that first revelation made me go, oh, all right, yeah. Oh, no. Might be my own prejudices here that's made me miss this. <laughs> so it, it gets kind of interesting here, Michael, because Brian, like we've reviewed Brian K. Vaughan on this podcast probably a few times now. Not um, his works, the actual man. The actual man. He's all right in our estimation. Yeah, yeah. He's all right. But one of the things that we've done is why the last man why not and the last man, Ben? Why not the last man? And one of the issues that we ran into there, Michael, is that we felt perhaps at times yes, there was a little bit of virtue signaling in the feminism portrayed in that particular comic. I would argue, Ben, that that's pretty much all I remember about it. Yeah, well, that, that was the problem. So when we originally ran into this Brian K. Vaughan character. Yes. He was, he was mad for a, a shallow portrayal of feminism and what female strength was. Mad for women with mohawks telling people <laughs> to cut off their dicks. 
<laughs> cut off their breasts, but okay. But come here to me. Yeah. It, it would seem that Brian K. Vaughan has... Because that, that was published in the early 2000s, Michael. Many years ago. Many. People grow and mature, Ben. People grow and mature, Michael. And I think this is great evidence of a comic book writer having grown and matured. Yeah, except us, Ben. We don't. We're the same. Oh, we don't. We stay the same, Michael. And that's why people keep coming back to collecting issues. The Bi-Weekly Comic Book Book Club. Book Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For Benjamin. emotional stunting. <laughs> Benjamin, can I, can I interject here for a moment and say, when I saw Brian K. Vaughan, I didn't... I didn't, uh, when I opened it, because I knew nothing about this. I knew almost nothing about this, Ben, because it didn't speak to me. But when I opened the comic and saw the name Brian K. Vaughan, I said, oh, no, and it's written by a man. This is going to be obnoxious. Yes. I I really thought it was going to be obnoxious. And it bloody wasn't at all. It was great. Michael, you've taken to this bloody comic like a fish to water. Benjamin, I flipping, and and here, spoilers now for what I said I wasn't going to spoil. I thought this was fantastic. I still have issues with it, Ben. I've collected a number of issues. Yes, but, well, that's the whole premise of the pod. Yeah, yeah, it's the whole premise of the podcast, collecting issues of the Bible Comic Book Book Club. But I thought this was great. It, it's start- a very good comic, Michael. I thought it was fabulous. Um, I was very pleasantly surprised by it as well, Michael. The reason I've suggested this is because it's soon to be released on Amazon Prime. Oh, no! Yeah. Not those lads again. Not those lads again. They do a good job with comics, Michael. They did The Boys, which was quite good. The Boys is better than the comic. The Boys Prime show is better than the comic. Much better than the comic. You're right there. I didn't like Sweet Tooth, but I don't know if that was Amazon. That was Netflix. That was Netflix. Get out of here, Netflix. We don't, ne- we don't have time for you. Netflix makes a cheap comic book series, Michael. Mm. An Umbrella Academy, Jupiter uh, Sweet Tooth. A Jupiter Rising. Get no time for fucked. It. Benjamin, this is coming out as a, as a TV show, is it, with a young cast, is it? It's with a young cast, a young gang. A young gang of, paper of misfit pre-teens going on some sort of supernatural adventure in the 80s. On bicycles, no less. On bicycles. Well, won't that be a rare treat for us in this day and age? So I, I feel really bad for this comic because that ship has firmly sailed with, with the show that we're mentioning there, uh, the Unique Occasions. <clears throat> Very good. Um, but yeah, so one of the things that we've we've come across here, Michael, I, I couldn't help. We're going to address the um, the Demogorgon in the room. All right, and go on, address it. Michael, this is this seems to have directly inspired a number of scenes in in the latest scene of in the latest season of Stranger Things. Ben, very similar to the television show Stranger Things, but instead of the young boys, it's young girls. And this came out first, Michael. Just barely, though. Just barely. But I'm all I'm saying is, oh, bloody fucking hell, Duffer Bros. Just barely, Ben. I would say, I, I've looked it up, Ben. This came out in 2015. Okay. And The Stranger Things came out in 2016. Mm. And you know, you Ben, I'm going to tell you this now for free, for nothing. I'll let mm. you have this one. You know, Ben, that the development time behind a major big budget television series is a lot more than an almost independently produced comic book. Yes, that's very fair so to say, Michael. I would say this is more of a case of a shark's tail and Finding Nemo convergent thinking rather than yes. copying. Rather than direct copying. It's Michael. a real more of a zeitgeist moment. Yeah, it's a real Armageddon versus Deep Impact moment. Oh, I like that, Michael. That's a good analogy. I like it's that. It's a real a bug's life versus the Woody Allen film I'm an ant now. Woody Allen, no good. Nobody wanted him. Nobody wanted him. They made him Come be an ant me. for real. Come here to me. It's quite interesting that the philosophy of uh, Stranger Things and this comic clash so heavily then. What in the hell are you talking about? 
Because they run very parallel, Michael, in their setup at least. Four pals. Um, pre-teens. Pre-teens, if you will. Yep. Going through life. Running into a complete what's, what's happening now moment. Some sort of weird supernatural hijinks. Oh, are we in another dimension, another dimension, another dimension? Yeah, mm-hmm. we are, yeah. We are yeah, most likely, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, Michael, the Duffer Bros have leaned in, as the kids would say. All right, okay. I think we. I think the kids also call them the Duffy Bees. The Duffy Bees, sorry. The yeah, Duffy yeah. Bees have leaned on in. Yeah, yeah. As they've they thrown the head, yeah. One Duffy Bee said to the other Duffy Bee, lean on me <laughs> when you're not strong. Yeah, yeah. And they've done that. And they have completely embraced the 80s as a glorious decade of neon uh, red menace mm. and Dungeons and Dragons yeah it's interesting that you said Lean on Me there Ben like the film Lean on Me yeah which is about a gang of 80s preteens going on a bike adventure get out of town so it is yeah 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 I think you've accidentally it's not called Lean on Me though is it? it's called Stand By Me Stand By Me yeah. I'll, I'll take Lean on Me the yeah, yeah. the sti- the, sti- <laughs> the Stephen Prince Classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Uh, but come here to me. This is the exact opposite. This this has no time for the eighties. No, this has an eighties which was no use. Ben, this has a this has a more accurate eighties, arguably. It, yeah, I mean, the only thing that this is missing is those brown ashtrays that were in every McDonald's. That's Someone it. Get- Someone getting killed with one of those, Benjamin. This comic, for example, in contrast to the bright and shiny and idyllic 80s of Stranger Things, this comic has all of your favourite slurs from the 80s, Ben. They're back. Oh, Michael, so that that F-bomb, it's a very yeah, different F-bomb to the one we grew up with, Michael. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> that F-bomb caused uproar when it was originally published. Did it? It it did. A lot of people took great umbrage with the F-bomb portrayed in thing. So we don't need to say it on the podcast. If you've read the comic, you know what it is. It's mm. very highlighted. But uh, when he was asked about this, Brian K. Vaughan was actually quite candid in it. He says, one of the girls in the first issue uses a particularly hateful, homophobic slur. A lot of readers found that horrifying, rightfully mm. so. It is something that I look back on within my own childhood with horror. The ubiquity of how ca- how casually kids use that word and unthinkingly. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben, I grew up in the 80s. So we were all calling each other all sorts of mad shit. All sorts of awful things. I grew up in the 90s, Michael, and it was still around then too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben, People I grew up in the 2000s around. and it was still... I got called it today on the Lewis home. <laughs> For fuck's sake. It's a disgrace. Benjamin. It's an interesting topic though, isn't it? It's an interesting topic using slurs in context. Even when... I mean, even when this comic takes such a firm stance against the use of the slurs by having the, the two characters who we won't get into yet, but saying... Oh, you're from a more primitive time and you'll learn eventually and all that sort of stuff. You're from an effed up time, as one of the characters says. Exactly, Ben. The 80s. I I think it's really interesting. That character of Mac, you know, the way she's portrayed on the cover and the way we're introduced to her, you would think she's a bit of a badass. But as the comic goes on, Michael, she's thoroughly dislikable. Yeah, yeah. She's no use at all, Benjamin. She's a bit of a wild unit. Benjamin, that's one of the things I think that never got me into this. I thought... This was going to be about... I, I don't like characters smoking in comics, Ben. I don't like using smokes as a way to show a character is a badass. But I actually don't think that this is doing that. I think it's I think it's heightening the sense that she wants to be a badass and very mm. much undermines the fact... Or, sorry, underlines the fact that she isn't. Yeah, yeah. She's only a 12-year-old girl. 
She's only a 12-year-old girl, Michael. What could she fucking do? And they're well in over their heads, Ben. It's interesting to me because Mackenzie is set up and it's done very well over issues one and two. You know, when we see Mackenzie originally and Erin is in absolute awe of her. She's just like, cool. Cool. She's a cool one. Cool. This woman opened doors for us. You know, she changed the world. Mm. Uh, And then in issue two, it's Mackenzie who's in absolute shock and vomiting on the ground and terrified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And useless in that situation. It's very interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben, I would say the other two are a little bit underdeveloped. Uh, KJ and Tiffany. Yeah. Is it KJ or KG? So it depends. KJ is what Tiffany calls her at one point, and then okay. Cage is what uh, Mac-, Mac or Mackenzie calls her a like few Jack times. Like Jack Black's friend, yeah. Kyle, G- Kyle Gass. Kyle Gass, KG. Mm. Benjamin. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. What is going on in this pastel nightmare hellscape? So, it's quite interesting. So, I'll, I'll take a look at it again. One of the things that we run into here, Michael, and I, I'm going to use a little quote from Brian K. Vaughan again. He was talking Benjamin, about... Yes. You know, the only thing I hate more than metaphors are quotes. Ah, oh, but it's useful. Okay, fine then. It's, it's why useful. I find, Ben, it's why I find your poetry podcast words that burn particularly hard to listen to. Thanks for that. It's that's, just thanks for that slightly slightly mean plug. <laughs> yeah, I gave you a little neg there. <laughs> What's my well, plug? Welcome to my new strategy of negging the co-host. <laughs> that's on Michael's other podcast on how to dominate the podcast industry yeah. in a two-man setup tune, and win. Tune in to neg the co-host weekly. It's uh, my new podcast that I'm starting. <laughs> what were you anyway, saying? What were you saying about? We're gonna have another one there. He's talking about. So this is in reference to um, the quite popular American sitcom, The Goldbergs. Never bloody heard of it, Ben. Nah. Well, anyway. I think you mean The it, Cosby Show. Nope, The Goldbergs. Okay, never heard of it. It's a somewhat sanitized view of the 1980s. When we look back at that period, we either look back with rose-colored glasses or we think about the kitschy, fun elements of it. There's a lot of darkness and sadness of the late 80s. I just wanted to be honest about that period. Really, I think it's like any story. You focus on the characters first and you try and let the other stuff be the background that fills in their world. It's not madly 80s. It's not because I don't think the 80s was madly 80s. I think that's the whole point. I see. That's a very insightful thing you've said there, Ben. Yeah. I I think, you know, cherry picking has become the norm in our popular culture for different periods. And I think if we look at the characters, especially in these first five issues, I can't speak to anything after that. But all of the characters are suffering from kind of golden age thinking. or Go on. Go on, a want go on. for the Halcyon days. So we're introduced to Alice, who is Max's stepmom. Mm. And she kind of introduces us to this concept where she goes on about how perfect the world was when she was 12 and how life took it away from her. So mm. that was in the 60s. Mm. And then we meet, uh, and then Erin has a moment where she says, I missed the fifth grade. And Tiffany has a moment where she remembers a game called Arachnoid very fondly. But then she's forced to confront that and she realizes she's wasted an awful lot of her time hey on that game hey like anyone that plays retro games um, i won't have any negging on retro games on this podcast this isn't the weekly podcast neg the co-host benjamin (laughs) (laughs) leave it out (laughs) benjamin yeah the other thing that alice introduces is, is a bit of a running theme of distrusting adults yeah, you can't trust them. They're no good. Because she's the first adult character that's introduced. Well, not the first one, but the first one post-incident. Post-incident. Post-ablution. And, uh, 
and it's like, oh, okay, this might be, okay, there might be someone here who's going to take charge of the situation. But no, she just goes to hell faster than anyone. She's she's gone, Michael. She's suicidal. She's alcoholic. She's she's gone. She's a real liability, Benjamin. So what we're dealing with here, Michael, seems to be a combat between old timers and teenagers. That, that seems the, to be what we're dealing with. Isn't it always, Ben? Isn't it's it always? Like trying to get on the property ladder in Dublin today. Oh, forget about it, Michael. Forget, forget about, about it. Forget about it, young people. You got on at the right time, Michael. The rest of us get are just here squandering. Out of here, young people. Yeah. Go do one. Go do one, young people. Go live in a hovel with 25... (laughs) It's getting very political, this podcast. Benjamin, do you have a note you're going to read out for us? No, I'm just just taking a look at my notes, Michael. But what we're we're dealing with is, again, this notion of golden age thinking or rose-coloured glasses. Because the old-timers are trying to... The old-timers, as the teenagers see them, they're kind of a Brazil-style future knight. (laughs) I don't know what to call them. They're kind of cool, aren't they? Kind of Power Rangers-esque guys on dinosaur nights. Benjamin. Yeah. What did you think? Let's talk about the old timers very briefly. What did you think of their form of speech? So, yeah, that's a bizarre form of kind of Shakespearean newspeak or something. It's really weird. Yeah. There was definitely a bit of of newspeak in it. Ben, just very quickly tell the the less read listeners what newspeak is. (laughs) Newspeak is the fictional Orwellian language introduced in 1984. It's the language that the government tries to get people to speak. Um, And it's a shortened, clipped form of the English language. Yeah. But having said that, there's also, maybe I misread it a bit, but there's a bit of patois in it as well. Oh, isn't there's there? tons. Yeah, it's, yeah there's yeah. a Jamaican patois in there, mm. making the rounds. Oh, it's very, very, very strange. Very interesting linguistic choice. And unlike a lot of linguistic choices like that, I think old BKV, as we call him here at the podcast, big king of virgins he uh he's done a great job of um that's our other making podcast it, yeah, <laughs> that's our fourth podcast then. big king of virgins multi-podcast um what was i saying um what was i saying you were saying bkv it's very interesting BKV, choice of language he, he's done a very good job of making it both um He's done a good job of new speaking it, that it's legible and understandable and readable. And at no point was I wondering, what are these people saying? But just about alien and weird enough that we can go, all right, these are humans from the future and, and English has changed. Yeah, they're not They're not from around here. They're not from around here, Ben. They're from some sort of dystopian future where everything's gone wrong. And one of the symptoms of everything going wrong is everyone speaks weird. Yeah, so that's one of the things that happens. Then the teenagers have a language all their own. Mm, what are they and, at? And that I found very frustrating, Michael, personally. I was just like, okay, okay, fair enough. Very good. Benjamin, it, it, I, I am with you there. I do not like when someone makes up a squiggly language for a comic book. There's no need. And there's no need for it. I have no time for it, Benjamin. Because it goes back to the X-Men slash X-Force character, Dupe. Go on. Do you know Dupe, Ben? Yeah, the little green... He's a green little floating blob character. Beanbag? I don't know. And beanbag sort of thing, or bean. Um, And he speaks in Dupe speak. He does. And Marvel were very proud of themselves when they finally published a translation of Dupe speak in issue 25 or something of X-Factor? X-Force? X-Force. Take your pick of your X's. And then 
and then you could laboriously go back through all of your previous comics and find out what Dupe had been saying the whole time. Yeah, except ben, if... They, go on. Go on. Except if they didn't do that and some authors thought that it was just random as opposed to dupe speak. Well, that's what they did. We we, we thought it was just random in the beginning and then later it was revealed that it wasn't. Oh. And you could go back and read all your old comics. And if Brian K. Vaughan tries that with this, Benjamin, I'm going to hunt him down and I'm going to hit him with a shovel. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Benjamin. It's over now, Michael. Benjamin. I'd just like to point out I'm not going to do that. I would never uh, actually hit Brian K. Vaughan with a shovel. That no, we wouldn't. Hyperbolic. We're quite big fans of BKV big, here on BK, the podcast. Big fans of BKV, especially since this. Yeah, we're BKV fans on the CI. Big time. <laughs> so you're yeah. saying this is over, are you? Yeah, it's a 30-issue run, and it's it's now closed loop. Oh, very good. Benjamin. Yeah. That's enough about Brian K. Vaughan, the big glory hog. Okay. Who's, who's doing the drawings? Cliff Chiang, Michael. What a tidy little comic book style Cliff Chiang has, has lashed what? out. What is he at, Ben? I love it. I think it's such a legible, fun style, and it really suits the comic, I think. He's great. He can do a, a standard bloody nowhere town, a, a Maine, mm. a, bloody, a bloody Hawkins. Yeah, uh, wherever it was, Milwaukee or whatever that is. Milwaukee, not a bother to him. Or he can do a Future Knight sitting on a pterodactyl. He can. A pterodon, probably. Probably. Who's to say, Michael? Who is to say? Paleontologists. Brian K. Vaughan and his Terra Don. Yeah, so (laughs) anyway, that's our new children's show coming out from Shamrock Productions. Fifth podcast. Fifth podcast. (laughs) But come here to me. He's got such a flexibility to him. And I think, in fairness, I probably should have read his name out at the beginning, Michael, and I feel bad now with the colorist, Michael, here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The colorist here, Michael, one Matt Wilson. What right. a job he's done. Oh, lovely. Hate the covers. Hate the covers. So little hate told. Them. So little I hate them, us. I hate them. I hate the covers. Yeah, they're not great. I hate them. I absolutely hate them. They are truly not great. They, maybe they were eye-catching on the shelves, but they definitely caught my eye when they were on the shelves and made me think, oh, I'm not having that. I fucking won't be touching that. Maybe that's, that's intentional, me. Michael. Maybe they're trying to keep it out of my hands, Benjamin. They're keeping it out of sodgy hands. <laughs> Old Sodgy Hands. <laughs> Old Sodgy Hands Leonard, they call me. <laughs> Brian BKV literally went, nah, nah, I'm not having that. Put a Keep gradient on it. And Cliff Chiang was like, are you, are you sure you want to put a gradient? Do you want old Sodgy Hands Leonard getting his palms on him? <laughs> no. <Aww>. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've been taken down a peg now. Benjamin. Negging the podcast has been taken over by the other co-host. <laughs> Benjamin what? What are you thinking, though? What are you thinking, Ben? You know, this is a collecting issues of the Biweekly Comic Book Book Club, where we took take a look at graphic novels, Ben, or collected issues, as it were. Yes. And what are you thinking about this as a collected issue? Michael, I we very rarely, right? Yeah. We we seem to have hit a streak of late where we we have a look at some comics and we we're we're often left going, ah, feck, that wasn't a great place to end on. Yeah. I think this might kind of crack that streak a little bit. I think it's oh, just, I think it's just mysterious enough. Our little click cliffhanger in episode five or in issue five, our, our little what's this? Two Aaron Tings, Tiangs, two of them, two of them get out Where of town. They've they've been transported to the future, Ben. I think so. It would seem, Michael. They've been chucked about into the future, and by the future, I mean probably the nineties. It looks like the nineties, perhaps the ninety nine, Michael. 
Yeah, perhaps 1999. Benjamin, I disagree with you by a fraction. Okay, go right ahead. Not a math fraction, because okay. that's a different comic book writer. Right. I disagree with you by a fraction. I was of the opinion that there was a fraction too much mystery by the time I closed this last comic book. Go on. Because I would have liked one or two of my questions to be answered. Just one or two. Just one or two. Like, you know, what is the conflict? I think that was my biggest issue. Like that, We, we know there is a conflict, but we don't know what the goals or motivations of either side of the conflict are. I, I think and we get That's Go on Go on then Go on then I think Brian K. Vaughan Might have a bit too much faith In his reader There there are small hints dropped As to what's going on So it's It's clear the old timers Are a Kind of what preservationist polite, society What a polite way To call me a dumbass All of us All of us yeah. Michael We're all, all readers of, of the comic Yeah 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 Go on But Brian K. Vaughan Is or, Sorry The old timers Are like a preservationist society Right And they keep mentioning Things called The ablution Yes. And the ablution is another word for cleansing. Yeah, or purge. Or purge. But I think what happens is, I, I think the girls have found themselves outside of time or outside of a particular uh, point. And the reason for that, Michael, is the kids call it the wash and they talk about curfew and things like that. So mm-hmm. there's clearly, the, these kinds of anomalies or strange moments are not unheard of, Michael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when it happens, the gang goes in. Clean it up. Clean it up, and that's the job. And then our 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 other group, our Hex and Naldos, yeah, they go in and try to steal technology from outside the time stream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That seems to, that does seem to be what's going on. Not un not dissimilar, Ben, to the recent Loki television series where they prune unwanted timelines. Exactly, Michael. Or not it, dissimilar, Ben, to the Stephen King novelization and miniseries, not the Tommy Knockers, the other one. It's, I think it is the time. No, it's not. It's the Langoliers. It's the Langoliers. That's the Langoliers it. where they get stuck in the airport. The Langoliers where they're stuck in an airport while time-eating mouths. Yeah, big, big spooky Pac-Men <laughs> come after them going, nom, 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 nom. Big spooky Pac-Men. Um, yeah. Our sixth podcast, Big Spooky yeah, yeah. Pac-Men, the strangest <laughs> monsters in television and film history. Mm. Well, that's a good podcast episode, Ben. Write that's that down. That's a great podcast episode. I'm going to write that down right now. Write that down right now, Benjamin. Yeah, so I, I was... Obviously, obviously, Ben, I got that. Yeah. I did get that. Mm. Um, but I would have liked to see a little bit more... I, I don't know. I just think it finished a bit midstream. Like, okay, it wrapped up the whole mystery of what's in the box. Uh, everyone loves a what's in the box mystery. Everybody. It was Erin. She was in the box. But the what's in the box mystery was hardly the central mystery, was it? The central mystery was who's the goodies and the baddies. We don't know. You don't know who's the goodies and the baddies, Ben. We might never know. We might never know, Benjamin. That's the issue, isn't it? That's one of the issues we've collected about this comic book. Yes, there's several more, but anyway. Come here to me. What do you think makes it a Brian K. Vaughan gig? Benjamin, I have to say, I thought it was Brian Michael Bendis. And I was reading it going, this is unusually good for Brian Michael Bendis. (laughs) Why isn't everyone doing quips? Where where are all the quips? Where are all the quips, I was thinking to myself. Um, So, I don't know what, I mean, it's very subtle in its feminism and in in its leftwardness. Yeah. Uh, the, the, except for one or two moments, Michael, uh, one of the things that I really felt 
was was a dead giveaway. He just couldn't help himself. There's the scene between the two teenagers to show what the the future knights can do that they kind of Go erase on. people from the timeline where there's a young fella and a young one and he tries to shift her on the oh, football yeah, field. And she's like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Who wrote you, Brian K. Vaughan? Who and wrote you, Brian like, K. Vaughan? And he gets yeah, denied. Yeah. And I love a little bit of uh, white knight stomping. I think that's a real Brian K. Vaughan gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who wrote you, you fucking massage? <laughs> yeah, those soggy hands. Those hands. American football player. Yeah. Helps anyway. him catch the ball, Ben. Come here to me, Michael. Will you be picking yeah. up volume two? I bloody will, Ben. Even if we don't do a podcast issue on it, I'll pick it up. How much do you think of that? Up. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's a pretty that's a pretty that's a that's as close as we get to a rave review here on Collecting Issues, the bi weekly comic book book club. I thoroughly enjoyed it, Ben. It was one of my favourites of the year so far, which I know is a completely pointless thing to say because we we give no heed to chronology on this podcast. No such but thing. No such thing, Ben, which is worrying because those fellas on the dinosaurs might come and get us if we're we knew be what they were doing. Yeah, but they might yeah. not be. I, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know, I don't know how doing. it works, Michael. I don't know how it works. I want to know how it works. And I'm annoyed that I don't know how it works, but annoyed enough to get the next one. So Brian K. Vaughan has got another one over me. Yeah, got me, you son of a gun. You absolute son of a gun, Brian K. Vaughan. I'm going to get you. Absolutely. Absolutely. But come here to me. What is it? Do you know who I'd love to hear from? Probably the listeners. The listeners! Yeah, you can ah, get in touch with us in a few place. different places, listeners. You can get in touch with us on the interwebs at www.showmrabeog.com, S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G.com. It means tiny room in Irish. You can find us on Instagram at Collecting Issues. It means Collecting Issues in or English. Or you can get in touch with us at our shiny new bloody Twitter at Collecting Issue, because there's a character at limit. Collecting Issue. Not at Collecting Issues. <laughs> At collecting issue. One issue. I hate it. I hate everything about it. Yeah, it's it's pretty annoying. I hate it, Ben. I absolutely hate it. I'm livid. I'm I'm livid, Ben. It kind of delights me because when I ran into it, I was like, he's going to hate this. I'm livid, Benjamin. I'm absolutely livid. I cannot abide by it at all. It makes me very happy. Come here to me. You can join us in two weeks' time, ladies and gentlemen, where we're going to be taking a look at she Sensational She-Hulk, number one to nine. Uh, the famous series written by John Byrne from Marvel Comics in the 80s. In the 80s? The good 80s or the bad 80s? There's only one way to find out. Tune only in in two weeks. One way to find out. Yeah, tune in in two weeks. Right, I'm off to go a myself. Bye-bye. I'm going to go for a poo. <laughs>